Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas to me so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website, ClarkDeals.com, where you go to get the bargains. And coming up later, you are not going to believe in the aftermath of the hurricanes, something home builders are trying to do in the state of Florida. It is the ultimate in Clark Rages that puts people's lives at risk. I'm going to tell you about it later. And then much later, I've got an update on the Equifax data breach. The questions coming in will not stop. I mean, we're getting uh, literally thousands of questions a day. And I want to address some that had not occurred to me and some new developments that may be of service to you coming up later this hour. So I want to first hit you with some information. If you live in any of the parts of the country where you've seen a big run-up in the cost of gasoline because of Hurricane Harvey hitting Texas and Louisiana, the, uh, the most important and most vulnerable spots in our oil distribution system and refining system in the United States. And so there's been, in a lot of places in the country, major increases in the cost of a gallon of gasoline. And then a certain percent of stations varying day by day and market by market, they've not had gasoline, that that is really a past problem. The high gasoline prices, relatively speaking, those are also going to fade very quickly over the next few weeks. Now, at wholesale, where the, the prices ultimately reflect what's going on in the marketplace, I'm looking over the last month, and the peak in prices occurred, well, at wholesale occurred two weeks ago. Since then... The price of a gallon of gas at wholesale has dropped 51 cents. Now, that is not reflected yet at the pump. Where you'll see it first are at what are called pumpers. Those are stations that sell massive amounts of gasoline. Think of the big independent retailers that are now dominating gasoline sales in the United States, people like Wawa, Sheets, Quick Trip, Racetrack, these chains, you'll see the price reflected very quickly because in some cases they accept more than one delivery of fuel a day. And so as the wholesale price declines happens, you'll see the price drops at their stations first but probably nowhere quicker than at Costco Wholesale and Sam's Club, but particularly Costco, which gets as many as three deliveries of gasoline a day at its stations. To give you a comparison, the major oil company stations, many of them are so low volume, they might only get tankers showing up once a month. 
So the price movements up and down are far quicker at the high volume stations. And so you will see the price drop fairly rapidly. In fact, somebody was telling me that the Costco they bought gas at was 34 cents cheaper there than the station across the street. That is a big, big price gap. And that's why probably the lines at a lot of the Costco's for gas are even longer than normal. So you buy that gas so you can then sit in traffic. New report out from the Census Bureau that the amount of time that we are spending in traffic has hit a record. (laughs) I hate traffic. I hate traffic. And now it's at all-time records. I need to do what producer Joel is doing. Joel and Kim live a block apart? A little bit further than that, but I guess we live, what, quarter of a mile, half a mile, Kim? I would say less than half a mile, yeah. And so Kim drove in today, and her drive took 31 minutes. Joel rode his bike in, and your ride on the bike took? 22 minutes. And this is not smell-o-vision, so you don't have to (laughs) smell what Joel smells like having ridden his bike in. But anyway, it's weird to think of that your ride was shorter even though you were pedaling and pedaling furiously i guess (laughs) but we as a country in the metro areas as we continue to urbanize in the united states and more and more people living even in cities that were not really thought of as congested metro areas that's becoming part of your picture and part of your life We've also got to think about how we deal with traffic and alternative ways to do so. A lot of people aren't going to do what Joel has done, but he's sure going to be a lot healthier as a result and a lot less stressed riding that bike. Mark is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Mark, you want to see if you can convince your daughter to do something differently. What's she doing? Well, uh, she is in the habit of utilizing her debit card um, almost all the time. I don't believe she has actually a credit card. And she has uh, done that because of a uh, situation where she got into trouble with credit cards and sees the debit card and the immediate withdrawal from her bank account as a solution. And she's done very well, by the way, getting uh, herself back into uh, positive financial situation. But um, I know the benefits um, of the use of a credit card versus a debit, and I'm trying to convince her. And so... All right. Uh, I, can, can you both be right? I'm sorry? Is there a possible way you could both be right? This is actually a riddle. Oh, I'm not sure. All right. So I have a new solution that will allow her to keep using credit, have the legal protections that come with credit cards versus debit cards that have really um, ineffective legal protections for her, and at the same time help her steadily improve her credit standing and not get in trouble and getting over her head. Good. There is a startup called Debitize, and I'll spell that D-E-B- 
I-T-I-Z-E dot com. Okay. That basically working on your behalf makes the use of a credit card work effectively like a debit card by getting that money out of your checking account as you do transactions, holding it aside and then making your payment for you so that you are automatically budgeting just like you are with a debit card, but then with the vast superiority that comes with using a credit card versus a debit card. Excellent. So that way you can both be right, win-win, because you are right. In the absence of this app, there's another one as well. I'm trying to remember the name of the other one. There's two of these now that allow you to use a credit card, but in your own life it feels like you're using a debit card. And the other one is called D-E-B-X dot C-O, not dot com. Okay, very and good. And so it allows a complete win for her with the budgeting and with her credit and not spending money she doesn't have. And I have a briefing on these. If you're riding around, you can't remember what Mark and I are saying, the exact websites and all that. I've got one at Clark.com for that. Excellent. Uh, win-win is always the best way. Isn't that right? You know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a st- area of study that I've become obsessive with called behavioral economics mm-hmm. that we as humans very often conspire against ourselves with anything involving economics. You know, we'll make decisions that in isolation may somehow feel right to us, but they're taking us on a wrong path. And it's because of the way our brains play tricks on us. And so I'm really into areas where the win is obvious and people are more likely to do it. And this is such one of those cases here. Chris is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Chris. Hey, Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Chris. You have uh, student loans. You want to exit from your life. That is definitely the goal. So, um, you know, the, the other factors playing in, and first, I love the work that you do. Um, but uh, I work as a tax attorney in Austin, Texas, and have a, uh, a strong baseline salary. Um, well, like first said, of all, I'm so jealous of you. Uh, Why is that? Well, you have In-N-Out Burger, Whataburger, <laughs> and Amy's Ice Cream all within walking distance of each other. That's right. And I've got uh, you know, the, the green belt there that my dog and I like to enjoy all the time, too. It's, you know, couldn't be a better place for a young person to live. And so when I was talking about traffic, Austin is a poster child for a metro area that has become just choked with traffic. So any other way to get around is obviously preferable to sitting in a car, isn't it? Well, and I've I've actually um, just recently started using the metro system there, and it it was taking me about 45 minutes to get home from work, but now with the bus lanes, I'm home in 20 minutes. So um, that's been definitely a nice change and freed up a little time every week, too. By the way, both my brothers went to the university. Uh, Okay, excellent. Fantastic. So what's uh, going on, Chris, with the student loans? Yeah, so, you know, it, like, uh, unfortunately, most folks that attended law school um, have about 200000 in student loan debt, um, you know, which I, I currently am managing but not making too much more than the minimum payments, unfortunately. Um, and another factor, too, I, I stand, um, you know, unfortunately to, 
um, inherit around $250,000 following the death of a family member. Oh, I'm Um, sorry you're losing a loved one. Well, I I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, And then kind of the third factor is that I'm interested in in real estate and potentially um, using a portion of that to go as a down payment to what would become a passive income source you know, through a, a rental property or an Airbnb property. Um, so wanted to just, you know, you're, you're the man, you're the expert, wanted to, to get your thoughts on, um, you know, what the, the most rational economic decision would be there to, you know. Well, your student loans for law school are carrying interest rates of 6 to 7%. Is that about where they are? It's some as low as 3 but and some as high as 8 Okay. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, the effective rate's around six, though. I would be a fan of you if you're, um, because of this loss of a loved one, you're going to have enough money to zero out all your student loans. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth doing that. You think so? I think it's worth clearing the decks and not having any payment to make anymore, any obligation. You'd still be left with fifty grand to put as a down payment on an investment property. Mm-hmm. And do you think that would, yeah, I guess the, the complication in Austin is that it's obviously an expensive market uh, you know, to buy um, desirable properties. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, let's face it, with the growth in Austin, you have to be willing to go into more marginal areas that you have reasons to believe because what's happening adjacent to them, that they're going to be less challenging. Uh-huh, sure. But, as a lawyer, you may be too busy to do the amount of time that you really need to do to identify a property. Uh, producer Joel here has three rental properties now and spends endless hours driving around neighborhoods, looking at listings online, looking at listings on his phone, on apps on his phone. I mean, you really have to, in order to identify in a high-cost market, you have to spend tremendous hours really digging in and getting to know an area before uh-huh. it makes sense to buy. Because you're not doing yourself any favor in a market that's escalated in value like Austin, just buying right. a, a pretty house that you could tie with a bow and turning it into a rental property. You've got okay. to find areas that are more chancy, more iffy, but the prices are such that you can turn uh, positive income every month forward on a rental property. So that's one, take a lot more time than you might think to really get to know the nuances of areas, neighborhoods, and streets before you buy a rental property in a high-cost area. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos but it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. It's time for today's Clark Rageous Moment, and it concerns... Something that just happened in Florida just recently that when you look at it in the context of the aftermath of Hurricane Irma, oh my goodness, what are they thinking?
rip-offs, outrages. It's a Clark Rages moment. I can't even say this with a straight face. The lobbyists for the home building industry in Florida got the legislature recently to pass a law that would weaken hurricane building standards in the state of Florida. Wall Street Journal has quotes from people who were lobbyists for the home building industry saying, well, that that wasn't really what we were trying to do, but that is obviously what was up. They said it was to make homes more affordable. Well, there's been report after report, this isn't anecdotal at all, that homes that follow the much stricter home building codes that were adopted after Andrew did a whole lot better in Irma than homes that were built prior to the much stricter building standards. It is beyond wrong. This is a case where, you know, the word's right and wrong. You got to be careful when you use them. It is beyond wrong to put people in danger for life and limb of a house coming down around them while they're taking shelter in the midst of a violent hurricane. And what was the state thinking putting in a move just before hurricane season to lessen building standards? Ridiculous. We'll have our survival guide for hurricanes for finance up tomorrow at Clark.com. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and that wallet of yours. I want that wallet of yours to get fatter. I want you to learn ways to save more and spend less. Don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. And Clark.com slash ask, that's where you go to post questions. You also can get your questions answered off the air. That's a free service of our show. And that's available 45 hours each week. And if you go to Clark.com, move down the main screen, you'll see how to ask questions off the air. And I want to express an apology to you. The last thing I ever want you to get from me is customer no service. But I've been looking at the wait times to talk with someone right now off the air, and they are exceedingly long, uh, just over the course of the last few hours, the wait times have gone from six and a half minutes to 17 minutes to talk to someone. And 98% of our calls right now off air are about the Equifax data breach. So I, I know right when you need us so much about this, I'm sorry that it's taking us a while to get to you to answer your individual questions So it's just a a product of what it's like when you get hit with 143 million people's information in full being busted up. That's why at Clark.com we have our credit freeze guide. We have an entire guide to how to do it. And a lot of your questions we'll be able to answer at Clark.com. But if there are very specific ones, 
I failed to address, and producer Kim said that we are getting so many posts from people asking why I'm not saying you should freeze your Anovas credit file. Because I talk about how the best thing to do is to freeze your credit report. Because that way, even if a criminal has your information from the Equifax data breach or any other, that they are not able to use that information to get credit as if they're you if your credit is frozen. Now, we did a poll of our newsletter readers, and 37% of our newsletter readers have frozen their credit. Nationally, the percent that have frozen their credit is probably 2%. So uh, if you are part of our environment here with Clark.com, the radio show, my TV work, then you're probably more likely to have frozen your credit. But that means, gosh, almost two-thirds of our dedicated audience has not frozen your credit yet. And I want you to know it's a very, very important step. Now, going to the questions people have posed, a zillion of them about Anovis. And, I, and I've never even mentioned freezing your Anovis credit file. The reason is they have a very small market share compared to the other three. But if you do want to freeze it, we timed how long it would take to freeze your credit file with Anovis. And so I did it under the stopwatch. And how many minutes did it take? It didn't take minutes. How many seconds did it make? Do you know the answer, Joel? I do. I was here. Give the answer. 36 seconds. 36 seconds. 36 seconds of your... I didn't didn't say that politely. Would you please give the answer? 36 seconds is what it took to freeze the Anovis file. So now I've frozen all four. My other three I froze a decade ago. And I am uh, distressed that you have to pay to freeze your credit file according to state law, different in each state, from zero to $10. And there's a bill right now in the U.S. Senate to eliminate fees for credit freeze. There shouldn't have ever been a fee for credit freeze. This is your information. You and I don't give permission to be collected. The dossiers are built on us. They spy on us. They sell our information off over and over again. And we have no control over this. At the very least, we should be able to keep the information from being used by identity thieves. And so we shouldn't have to pay to do that, which is what you currently have to do with credit freeze. And if you're trying to freeze your Equifax file, I know their servers keep uh, freezing up. (laughs) Their servers keep crashing. And if you can put it on a calendar, remember to do it in a couple of weeks. Just as long as you'll remember to do that, that would probably be a better idea than trying to do it right now. I also have been quite distressed by a number of articles saying don't freeze your credit. That freezing your credit is just way too much of a hassle and why would anybody do this? That you should do fraud alerts. Fraud alerts are a waste of your time. Fraud alerts are not effective. Fraud alerts only tell you potentially after someone has caused havoc in your life that you then have to spend months or years cleaning up. Credit freeze 
shuts down access to applying for new credit from a criminal and, by the way, from you yourself as well. Now, you're given a secret code. When you need to thaw your credit, you go do so. And at Clark.com, check out my step-by-step how I'd like you to handle the Equifax data breach. And I know that uh, I use some harsh words about Equifax in our third Facebook Live on this that we did earlier today. I said that the Equifax executives needed to get transplants and remove their electronic mechanical hearts and replace them with real beating ones. And I don't apologize for that because this is a company that has shown even in the statements they put out that they don't care about you and me. They refer to their customers and then as an afterthought and consumers. Remember, to them, we are just data points. We are not real people. And if they mess up our lives, ah, well. All they really care about are their trade line customers, the banks, the credit card companies, the people that are trying to spy on us, anybody who's trying to buy data, like our income, all that stuff, for marketing purposes, that's their customers because they, they collect our information, package it, slice and dice, and then sell to all comers for as much money as they can get information on us. And we have no control over this, which is absolutely crazy. So get some control back by freezing your credit, but I got other steps I want you to do. I take you in order, how to do it, what to do, at Clark.com. You'll see it right on the home screen. Ashley's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ashley. Hi, Clark. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You are so lucky, I would think, but you're not feeling so lucky. You get to go to Florida next week. (laughs) Yes. And what's got you freaked about that? Well, we're traveling to Tampa in less than a week now, and how can I make sure that our reservations are still going to be on track? So for the flight or for places to stay or what? Flight and car rental um, and then the, the housing accommodations. One it, of them doesn't have um, electricity still, and so I don't know at what point I need to switch that over and just say, you know, we can't wait any longer. And you're going next week? On Saturday. So just, oh, know. this Saturday? <laughs> yes, very soon. Okay. So that gives you enough days that uh, your flight will be fine. The car rentals are coming back. A lot of people evacuated from Florida in car rentals they took up north and uh, cities like Atlanta and Nashville and Charlotte where they took refuge during the hurricane. They've now round-tripped and those cars very heavily have been returned. I've not heard any reports of inventory shortages now for car rentals for existing bookings. You're in the off-season, and so the demand for car rentals, accommodations, and the rest, not as strong as it is the rest of the year, so I think that'll be fine. As for the electricity at the place you're supposed to stay, do you know if it took any direct hit or damage from the hurricane? Have you been in contact with the property owner 
The property is good. It's just the electricity. So uh, heavily uh, FPL, Florida Power and Light, which there are many power providers in the state of Florida, but they're the biggest. They had uh, the lion's share of people in the northern half of the state back on uh, or intended to as of last night. But there are a lot of people in South Florida that have potentially uh, quite a bit more time before the power grid comes live and they have power again at their house. Where exactly is the rental? Um, that was in Port Charlotte. Right, and Port Charlotte took a, a meaningful hit. If the owner of the unit is willing to release you from the obligation, I would consider making a change to one that you know is already A-OK. Okay. Okay. And did um, they it, make that offer to you? No, they haven't. So that's why I was like, well, and it doesn't have a full refund. Like, I can't just cancel and get a full refund right now. This is an Airbnb? Yeah, yes. I mean, actual for, through Airbnb.com. All right. Have yes. you contacted Airbnb? No, I haven't. I would do so and see what accommodations they're making for people with Florida plans because it's not really fair to you if you're just days away from arrival. You've got to be able to make alternative arrangements. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And I was in Florida uh, doing broadcasts on radio and TV last week, and except in areas that directly were impacted, for the most part, you don't feel the effects in areas that have the power back and stuff. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Right. So have a great trip. I'm sure you will. And Florida wants you back. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Dan is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Dan. Hello there, Clark. It's a great thrill to speak with you today. Well, great to have you here. You want to talk about a topic that usually makes people feel like they'd rather watch paint dry. <laughs> My mortality, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so here's a quick, here's a quick snapshot. Uh, I'm 55 years old, a divorced dad with full custody of two teenage boys not yet in college trying to uh, rebuild a little bit uh, financially post-divorce. Uh, but one of the smarter things I did back before we had children was sign up for term life insurance. So I have a 30-year level premium, half-million-dollar death benefit. It's going to expire at age 67, 12 years from now. Here's the thing. No male in my family has ever lived past 65 so the, the, I guess the, uh, uh, the odds say that uh, I, I'm well covered to, to benefit my, my kids through the, through the death benefit. Well, I hate to disappoint you about your <laughs> thinking you're going to croak so early. <laughs> but, you know, I come from a family where uh, I had one grandfather die at 62, another at 65. My father died. We were arguing yesterday because his birthday was yesterday that he died when he was 71 or 72. We can't figure it out among us. I even went searching <laughs> on the web to see if I could figure out if he had been 71 or 72 when he died. We could not get to a definitive answer. So today, next generation, uh, because of the work we do now and the access to health care that we have now, the odds are that you will outkick their lifespans. 
which will be great for your well, boys too. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping so. So, so if you are you healthy now, have you had any serious pre-existing medical events at this point? Well, uh, no, I could stand to lose some significant weight. Okay. Uh, but other than that, nothing major. So you may be what's called rated for insurance, where they a premium surcharge you because of weight. But you no, already level, have coverage. Level premium. Sorry? I have a level premium. Right. But I'm talking about, I'm thinking if you wanted to have insurance that would go past age 67. Got it. You Got might it. put okay. some of that on top of this. And maybe you said you're 55. Maybe you look and see if on top of it you could buy a little more that would be 20-year level term. So you leave what you have in place and add another that would be a 20-year level term. Ah, that's an interesting option. And I know, having just spoken to the company, uh, um, that there is a conversion option. Uh, is it permanent? They, that's so yeah. expensive. And as you rebuild your finances, I'd rather the money you're rebuilding with go to things like saving money for retirement and not go to the enormous increase in premium you'd have as conversion to permanent. And if you were able to buy a 20-year level term that sits on top of this, they would go another eight years to 75. By then, your kids are fully grown on their own, hopefully independent financially, and that way you can devote money towards saving for retirement and emergency needs rather than towards the huge premiums for conversion to permanent. And give yourself credit. You may live much, much, much longer than any other man in your family. At least I'm counting on that for me. It's Joel here with Ask Clark for you. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. And then let's see if I can answer it. What you got, Joel? All right, Clark. VJ wrote in. He says, is it necessary to give your Social Security number when applying for a mortgage refi? Yes. Yes. So Social Security numbers have become the de facto national identifier. And when you are applying for a mortgage, it is considered to be a perfectly legitimate business reason they need it in order to be able to pull your credit from the different credit bureaus and other such. So you will always have to give your Social Security number, at least is the way things work right now, when you're applying for a mortgage or a refi. All right, and Eric wrote and he says, My wife and I have our credit frozen. We've got a great credit score, but we want to get another credit card. However, no one seems to know which credit bureau they pull from. One company even told me that it was a security risk to tell us. I'd like to avoid thawing six credit files at $10 each. Is there anything else I can do? What a wonderful question. And this is the downside to credit freeze, which I've only barely addressed through the whole process of trying to get you to freeze your credit, is that it does lock you out as well as the criminals out from your credit. So when you want to apply for credit, you will do so more judiciously. Having had my credit frozen for more than a decade, I've found that about probably 12 times over the last 10 years, I've had to thaw my credit for various reasons. And yes, it is true. If your state charges an outrageous fee to thaw your credit, you will have to pay $30 just to apply for the card with one of your credit and make the other an authorized user. At least you can cut that cost in half. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that I appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast, that you had 
faith in the information and advice you get. You want more information from us? One of the best ways to get Clark Smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel Escape. Sign up now. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. Go to clark.com newsletters.